Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the third piece of the Puzzles podcast, the Puzzle Sports podcast. I am with a new guest today. I'm with my man, Jarek McDonald. Jarek McDonald, say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up? Tell us a little about yourself. So, my name is Jarek McDonald. I have a square head, and a lot of my friends call me square. Um, I'm a big Steelers fan. I've been a Steelers fan since I started watching football when I was like eight or nine years old. And I'm also a Utah Jazz fan. All right. Well, it's good to have you on the show, Jared. All right. So uh, last episode, me and Q broke down the NBA, the NBA midseason awards. Different episode. This is NFL-oriented. We're going to be talking about the conference title games. We're going to be talking about Jared's favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're just – it's mostly – it's not going to be that long of a podcast. We're just going to break down the conference titles games. Um, we're gonna guess the lines because we have we don't. Uh, we're gonna guess the lines, make a prediction, and then Jarek will talk about the Steelers, and then we'll talk about the Super Bowl and uh, pre- and like what we think predictions because based off of our predictions in the title games. So let's talk about the conference title games. The we're gonna start off with the first game on Sunday, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tennessee Titans. Now. Um, let's start with the Tennessee Titans. With Ryan Tannehill as starting quarterback, the Titans are 9-3. and three. Tannehill is tw- has 25 TDs on the season, seven interceptions with 114.8 passer rating. With Patrick Mahomes as the starting QB for the Kansas City Chiefs, they have a, Mahomes has a 65.9 completion percentage, 31 TDs, five interceptions, and 107 passer rating. The Titans' regular season, they averaged 30 points per game, 245 from passing yards, and 160 rushing yards, and 87 run play per- percentage. 40, sorry, not 87, 48.7. And they, and in the postseason, the Titans averaged 24 points per game. Um, I haven't really got the passing going, but you don't need to when you got Derrick Henry basically being a bowling ball, just running everybody over. Um, yeah, and then. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs on defense, this through weeks through one through 10, they averaged 20, 24 points per game, 150 rushing yards, 92 uh, opponent passer rating. So that's not very good. But since week 11, only 14 points per game, um, 94 rushing yards allowed per game and 60, 69.3 opponent passer rating. So the big knock on the Kansas City Chief was their defense. Jared, what do you expect going into this game? I expect the Chiefs to stack the box. Derrick Henry's going to run all over them if they don't. Um, I think that the Titans are going to adjust accordingly and probably do a lot of play-action plays to try and keep the, the defense honest. But I honestly think that if they get killed from – Passing at that point, they might spread them out, which then the Titans will go back to the run. Yeah, I can see that happening. What is a way? Because the Titans are Titans are obviously underdogs. What is one way you think the Titans could do 
What is one thing the Titans have to do in order to win this game? Derrick Henry just has to have 150-plus yards. I saw a stat today that when Derrick Henry rushes for over 100 yards, the Titans are 10-0. Yeah, I think with this game, he's probably going to have to rush for a little bit more than the norm for them to win, just simply because the Chiefs have so much firepower on offense. And the Titans have been playing pretty well defensively, but the Chiefs just have too many weapons, in my opinion. Yeah, and they do. Here, I said this going into the – I said the if the Titans played the check in, uh sorry, the Texans, then they might have a chance to win. I just don't see them beating the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in Arrowhead. And the Chiefs are fresh off of scoring 51 points against the Texans. And that's a lot of points, especially in postseason play when it's frigid weathers and it's so cold, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, the only way they could win this game is if they control the clock and Derrick Henry just has a monster game, which, I mean, he's done it all season. I mean, and he's done it all playoffs too, so. And that's another thing that the Titans really need to win the battle of to win this game. They need to win the time of possession battle. When they win that battle, they're they're just unstoppable. I mean, they run the ball over people and they chew up clock, and that's just what they do. Like with Derrick Henry, that's what they do. It, it works. It works. Well, so far, like we said, like I said, I saw a t- statistic that said when he rushes for over 100 yards, they're they're 10 and 0. They're a re- and so here's their league rankings. The Titans are 12th in total offense, 21st in total defense, 21st in passing, but third. In rushing, you can thank Derrick Henry for that, for being the league's leader rusher this year. Um, the Chiefs on offense, 6th in total offense, 17th in total defense, and 5th in passing, and 23rd in rushing. Um, the injury reports for this game. Um, the Chiefs, Matt Moore is questionable with an illness, and God, they need him. <laughs> if they don't have Matt Moore, I don't see them winning this game. Well, and they also <laughs> have Chris Jones questionable which that can end up being a big factor in this game because he's one of their better defensive linemen by the way i was kidding about matt moore <laughs> sean mccoy he could impact this game if he plays if he doesn't play it shouldn't really alter the game too much i think that's weird game... two players on the chiefs both with illnesses both sick for a potential AFC championship game. I bet LaShawn, I bet LaShawn McCoy both plays, and who really cares about Matt only, Moore? Only one logical explanation. Matt Moore and LaShawn McCoy and got together. The Chiefs need, <laughs> and the Chiefs need Chris Jones. They need him because just another defensive lineman to help stop Derrick Henry. So that could be impactful, honestly. Well, and he's one of their better defensive players. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, and then... On the other side, the Tennessee Titans have a few. We look to have a few, bit more injuries, and um, could this impact the game, Jared? Yeah, it could. They have they have like eight people questionable. They have seven people questionable right now. Um, Jack Coughlin, David Long, uh, Rashawn Evan, Rashad Evans. Um, I don't. Adri Jackson. Sorry if I butchered that. Um, Jay and Brown. Cody Holster and Adam Humphreys, all questionable for the AFC Championship game. I bet most of them will play. Um, it looks like it's like listed as a sh- so. So we got a shoulder injury, 
a foot injury, two foot injuries, an, another shoulder injury, and two ankle injuries. So I bet they'll play because it's like yeah. the AFC Championship well, game. The biggest injury and concern for me on here is Jack Conklin, just because he's been a crucial part of their run attack. He's he's probably one of their best linemen, and their line has just been playing really, really good. So without him, that could change a little bit, could create some weak spots on that offensive line. And if he doesn't play, that's just going to be huge. Yeah, it, these injuries could be very impactful. And so, all right, let's go right in. We don't know the line yet. We don't know the spread. So, Jared, what was your guess for this for this game in the spread? So I got the Chiefs by six. I I don't really have much of a reason for that. I just the, well, I guess the Chiefs are just the better team, obviously, but. There's one condition I think the Titans could come away with a win in this game, and that's what, like I said earlier, would be Derrick Henry rushing for 150 plus. All right. I guess the Chiefs six and a half, and the line is seven and a half, Kansas City at home. So we, we were both close. It's just both got it wrong. I could see it being seven and a half. Um, do the Chiefs cover? No. I think this game will be. I think this game will be close. Yeah. Especially, I do think the Titans will control the time of possession. Ryan Tannehill has stepped up in this playoffs when they needed him to step up, and I, I just think it will be similar. Here's the thing: they will win the time of possession if they can get the run game going. If they can't, there's no way they win the time of possession battle. Yeah, I, mean, I see that. Their offense doesn't have enough firepower without the run. So. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. All right, next game. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. And I'm excited for this one. I'm really excited. These guys, it's a rematch from that Sunday night massacre massacre at Levi Stadium um, where the Niners just totally manhandled the game. It wasn't even close from start to finish. And it, the whole game, like – I, and especially after George Kittle's long touchdown in that game, you just knew that game was over, like right from the start. But I think it's different this time coming around. Um, the Packers came off of a big win versus Seattle at home. A lot of people doubted them, thought that they couldn't make it, that they weren't very good. I was one of those doubters, and well, they proved this all. They proved a lot of all those haters wrong, and you got to give them props there. So, and both teams in the injury report are re are both healthy, so it's. Full at full force. I mean, the Packers have a fullback and a punter hurt, but that doesn't really that won't really impact the game that much. And the Niners are fully healthy, so let's get some insights on this game. Rodgers this year obviously is fourteen three as a quarterback with sixty two completion percentage, two hundred fifty yards passing, twenty eight TDs, and four interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously also fourteen and three as a starter, sixty eight percent passing. 241 yards passing per game, 28 TDs, and 14 interceptions. Um, including playoffs, the Packers, I think this is defensively, and I might be wrong. No, that is, no. That is their defense. Okay, so 23 points per game, 20, I don't think that's right. No, it is, because plus 12 turnovers. Okay, my bad. 24 points per game, and 20 points per allowed, plus 12 turnover difference. This is a season comparison plus playoffs. Sorry, should have been more clear. Where the Niners are 30 points per game, allowing only 18.8 and a plus four turnover differential. So 
in order for the Packers to keep close in this game or win this game, they have to force turnovers, and they've done that all year. You can see with the plus 12 turnover differential. Um, this season, this is kind of an interesting stat I looked at. With and without Emmanuel Sanders, Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, sorry, Emmanuel Sanders, 220 yards passing per game, zero 300 yards passing games, seven TDs, six interceptions, and a 90.8 passer rating. That's not great. With Emmanuel Sanders, 254 yards passing per game, three three, three 300-yard-plus passing games, 21 TDs, and eight interception with 106 passer rating. Emmanuel Sanders has made a big difference for this team, and you can just see it in Jimmy Garoppolo's stats. They need him to step up. If he is not, if the Packers shut him out, then I could see them winning this game. I really can. And plus, they have Aaron Rodgers. That helps. So, um, what is okay? So the Packers are underdogs in this game, rightfully so, because they got blown out on that Sunday night game. What do they have to do, Jarek, in order to come out with a victory in Santa Clara? I think it, it's a lot like you said. They need to stop Emmanuel Sanders. With him playing well, it's really unlikely that they'll come out with a win, especially with the 49ers being home. They got that uh, crowd under them, and they're going to have – they're just – they're really, really high-power offense they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They can do. They can do just about anything offensively. So they just need to. Their defense needs to step up and figure out a way to slow down this offense. Yeah, and I agree. They, I agree. So let's look at some league rankings throughout the season. Packers are 18th in total offense, 18th in total defense, 17th in passing, and 15th in rushing. You wouldn't expect to hear those kind of team stats going into it. NFC, NFC, especially with that high-powered NFC into a con, like they would be in the conference championship game, but here they are. They've got dubs when they've needed to, and you got to give them credit there. They're really mid-pack in almost everything, honestly. Like you look at that 18th in offense and in defense, and 17th in rushing, and I mean 15th in rushing and 17th in passing. So, and then all right, 49ers. Now this is why they're 14 and three. They are fourth in total offense. Second in total defense, 13th in passing, and second in rushing. I mean, it's going to be – It's I I don't know. What do you think about this game, Jared? I think it, it could – it has the potential to be a really, really good game, but it also has the potential to be a blowout. It could go either way. It just depends on the team's approach to this game. Um, it just, Jimmy Garoppolo has to play good in order for the 49ers to win this game. If he doesn't play good, then, and they can't get the run going, there's no way I think they win. Rodgers has way more playoff experience than Jimmy Garoppolo does, which that can come into, um, factor here. Just because of his experience, I don't even know what to say now, (laughs) I'm kind of, Getting a little. Um, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Rogers' experience in the playoffs, it really does help experience in the playoffs. You can tell when people Yeah, because there's a lot of new quarterbacks that get to the playoffs and they're not even well, the same. Let's take the Seahawks this year. The Seahawks, really, their main guy with playoff experience was Russell Wilson. Yeah. And you could see throughout the playoffs that he 
especially in that Packer game, he was really the reason why they had a chance. Yeah. Because they were getting blown out, and Wilson just, you could see that playoff experience that anything happens in the playoffs, and he just kept going. So you got to give him props there, even though they came up short. And I agree. I think it will be interesting to see how Jimmy Garoppolo plays. And that Niners team, like the Niners don't really have a lot of playoff experience, other than Manny Sanders is really the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. With the heyday with the Broncos. So And with Jimmy Garoppolo, he could approach this game one of two ways. He could approach it just the same way he's approached every other game this year. Or who knows, he might come out and be scared to take shots deep and take those big play opportunities out of being nervous to lose. I feel I, I understand all right. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo hold under pressure before. And I don't know, maybe playoff Jimmy G is a different player. So we're just gonna have to see. I'm excited. I'm really, I'm really excited for both these games. All right, what was your spread pick for this game? So I actually have the 49ers by ten. Which, you have the ten, 49ers by ten. Which is a lot, but my reasoning for that is I don't think this Packers defense is gonna be able to stop. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I did the Niners four and a half. We were both about three. And I think we were, it was it's seven and a half too. Both title games are seven and a half. So you were closer than, than I was actually. You were two point five, and I was favorite. And, and these games, I mean, one. and I was three off. Yeah. I understand why they have these. Um, why the spread's so high for these games, but I can also see these games being super, super, super close. I could. I'm. I, I'm these expecting could, a close game, honestly. Well, these games could go either way. It's just. It's. It's so hard to predict who's gonna win these games. Well, because like that leads us right into our next one. We gotta predict both games. So, who do you think's gonna win, Tennessee or Kansas City? First one. I think that. I really think the Chiefs are gonna come away with the win. But I would love to see the Titans get that. Oh, yeah. You definitely know. Especially as a Bronco fan, I'm definitely cheering for the Titans. And I've seen, actually, okay, off subject real quick. I've seen a lot of Bronco fans are like, we want the Chiefs to win because it makes the AFC West look good. No. No, we don't. And if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, no one's going to be talking about the AFC West and the how good the Broncos are. Like, you don't want your division rival to go to the Super Bowl. So, obviously, I want Tennessee to win. Do I think they'll win? No, I don't. I just think that this is a bad matchup for them. Well, I they, just, I just gonna see. I see Patrick Mahomes throwing all over. Honestly, both of the games they played have looked like bad matchups for them. I, they just, I, no, they I, I disagree bad. because I could see them winning both games and those other ones. I, even I the Ravens, I was like, if they ground and pound, they could beat the Ravens. At well, you look at a team, the Patriots, who have. Like the best defense in the league, and they go in there and they score more points than the Patriots. Yeah. And Derrick Henry ran all over them. I don't yeah. think they've allowed any other uh, running back to run for that many yards this year. And Tying it's in the postseason. Tying up. Let's go. Rooting for you, Tennessee. Would love to see you in the Super Bowl. And then you never expected the Titans. Defense to hold the Ravens' offense just to what they did, you know. Yeah, and the Ravens. There's another 
playoff experience that fell this week for lack of Ravens. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson. Which is weird because they would have Mark Ingram or Earl Thomas. And if you watch the game, you could tell Lamar Jackson was really not playing. He wasn't playing bad. He was really trying to get their offense going. They just couldn't get anything. Yeah, they just. It was just a bad game. It really was. All right. It didn't look like the same Ravens. So we both got Kansas City. I'm going to go Kansas City 27. Titans 17. That's my final prediction. My final prediction is going to be 24 to 21. Close game. All right. So I have Kansas City covering the spread. I think I said earlier that they wanted to cover their spread. All right. Next game. At 640 Eastern Time in Santa Clara. Who do you got, Jarek? 49ers. Sure. Why are you going with the 49ers? Because their offense is just insane. Like, really, Kyle Shanahan is just an offensive genius. That it just their offense isn't gonna. I really think they're gonna come out and produce this game. All right. Final score. I think final score. This is kind of a hard game to predict. To go either way. But I'm going to say the final score is going to be 28-21, to 49ers. Um, once a tough game, oh, I don't know. I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers this time. 27, no, 31, 31, 27, Green Bay. I'm actually I'm gonna not change, going to go against I'm going to change my score simply because I didn't put in – um, the fact that there is probably going to be a lot of field goals scored in this game. So I'm probably going to go, hmm, this is a tough game to predict. I think it's going to be a great title game. I'm I really, I really, I really think excited. it's, it's probably going to be something more like 27 to 17. I can 20, see that. 27 to I went kind of, I went more high scoring. I'm going to say 27 to 20. That's my final prediction. All right, so you got the 49ers. I got the Packers. I'm yes, really excited for this conference title week. I, it's going to be fun. I honestly don't care who comes away with the win here. I mean, tighten up on the in the AFC, but here, I mean, either way. Yeah, this game, I feel like this game, it's not. Like, either team I would be happy well, it's with. It's shaping up to be a great Super Bowl either way because the New England Patriots aren't in there. I know. Thank God. <laughs> I know. I'm see the Patriots. So, yeah, I'm, I I would love to see the Packers in the Super Bowl, but I would also love to see the Niners because they're both a historical franchise that, like, it's kind of cool to see them in the 100th anniversary. Two of the most, you got Packers with, I think, four Super Bowls and the Niners with uh, five. Yeah. So it would be just really cool to see either of the teams, and I'd much rather see. It'd be cool to see a Chiefs-Packers, like, that was the first Super Bowl in the, on the 100th anniversary of the NFL. There in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, that, that would be a I feel like that would be a good matchup. But honestly, any of these whoever yeah. comes away, this is gonna but be. But tighten up, dude. Tighten up all the way. This Let's is go. Be a good Super Bowl, no so who comes all right, away. you're a Steelers fan. Yeah. And I really like so I did this with the Broncos, and I would love that where I just talked about their season, their ups and downs, and their flaws, and what you could look forward to in the next season. And next season, I would love if you would do the same. The Steelers for the viewers. All right, so I'm just gonna come out and say it. Our defense is going to be amazing next year. 
They played really good this year. They played even better once they got Mika Fitzpatrick. We led the league in turnovers after we signed him. Um, we honestly just really lacked offensively, and I feel like the quarterback and wide receiver positions are mostly to blame for that. I really think Ben coming back next season will have a really, really big effect. See, on Ber- Ben to me could be a concern because how old is Ben? Ben is 36. 36, and he, he just came off of a shoulder injury. It was actually an elbow. Elbow. He had elbow on, was it on his was on his throwing arm. Yes. So. So I I honestly thought the same thing. I think Ben, if he recovers well, he'll come back and he'll play pretty close to how he usually plays. I don't think it's going to be like a, a career-ending injury or anything. And if it is, I honestly think we need to get a quarterback in the draft because our quarterback play just isn't going to cut it next year. It honestly kept us out of the playoffs this year. In my opinion, we had way too many turnovers from the quarterback position. Mason Rudolph had uh, games where he threw for four interceptions. Doug Hodges had a game where he threw for four interceptions. And it's just insane to think about that. We we honestly had so many close games that kept us out of the playoffs. Yeah, that Bills game especially comes in. And when you guys lost yeah, to the Browns and in Cleveland on that crazy night where um, Miles Garrett threw, a hel- threw his helmet at the awful quarterback of Mason Rudolph. Um, yeah, Mason Rudolph this year, other than that one game where he had four, not, it's not terrible. Like, he, I honestly, like looking at his really, stats, he 180 yards per game, 13 TDs and nine interceptions. It's not terrible, but it's not good. He definitely isn't your future. Well, and I just feel like at the times we needed him, he didn't play how he needed to. Which is like in clutch situations, he just he all he would always fold. He would throw an interception. Same with Devlin Hodges. Devlin Hodges threw more interceptions than he did touchdowns this year, and it's just frustrating to watch a team that is so good defensively but yet so bad offensively when it was literally the exact opposite five years ago. I know. I, it was and it's just well, even like two years ago. Even like guys two years ago, yeah. We've always had a good offense. Like for the last five seasons, we, we've had a good offense up until this year, and we've had bad defense. And you hit. Like this, like you said about the Steelers' defense being really good, you guys hit on the trade for Mika Fitzpatrick, and you guys hit on your draft pick last year with Devin. With Devin Bush, who had 109 tackles this year, and he was really, just really solid as a middle linebacker, especially for a rookie. It was very yeah. impressive. And Joe Hayden is Joe Hayden's back, right? Yes, and he's, yeah, he's, he's not a free agent. He's in the and Pro Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah, he had five five interceptions this year. So, yeah, your defense. It's crazy to think because the Steelers had Ben Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and now they have Mason Rudolph. And, like, the best guy he's thrown to is James Washington. Yeah, you know? Juju was hurt most of the And season. Juju got hurt most it's of the It's just, season. like, which will really, help. Next we year. really couldn't catch a break this year. I honestly think next year, if Ben can stay healthy and if he can play to his full potential and Juju can stay healthy, James Conner stays healthy, if we just stay healthy with our starters, I honestly think we will make the playoffs. I think we'll probably go. 
Uh, my prediction would be worst probably ten and six. Best probably thirteen and three. Worst ten and six next year. Yes. Ooh, that's crazy, dude. So you're basically saying they're making the playoffs. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Right. Just, I could see them making the playoffs. They have to say they're not a healthy. bad team. They're really not a bad team. No, they, I, they went eight and eight this year. Mike Tomlin honestly probably should be coach of the year because with what he's had to deal with, he won't. But probably should. Yeah. yeah. He probably – sorry, I probably – I shouldn't say he should because he didn't make the playoffs, but he should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's just been a rough season to be a Steelers fan. And to all you Steelers fans out there, I'm sorry, but I honestly think that things are looking up for us because we finally have a good defense, and now we just have to get the offense going again. If we get the, if we get the offense back to where it was or – Pretty close to the same level. I honestly think we're going to be dangerous in the playoffs next year. I agree. I think you guys could be, but you have to stay quiet. And that that worry at Ben, like the Ben elbow injury, really does worry me, especially with his age and stuff. But he could come back strong. That's not a career-ending injury. I agree, but it could be a setback. I think. Yeah. So, um, I really hope it's not. He's my favorite player all time. Yeah, and I understand that. What, Jarek, what is one game that this season for the Steelers that really just you look back on and wish if we would have won that game, we would have been in the playoffs? The Bills. 110% the Bills. It really, really changed our momentum. We honestly were looking ahead to playing. We were planning on playing in the playoffs, basing it off of how we had played. And we went and we lost to the Bills, who really – the Bills really didn't even play very well that game. We just had five team turnovers, which really killed us. I really think we would have won that game if we just would have uh, taken care of the ball better. Yeah, and those four interceptions by Devlin Hodges really do stand out. Yeah. I remember that game. And I'm sorry, Bills fans. I'm not sold. I don't think Josh Allen's very good. But you guys snuck away that one. And yeah, I would think that. And what other game would you say? I would probably say... Um, I, w- I don't know. There, There's a lot of games this year that were really close. What about the Baltimore game? when you guys lost in overtime. That game really changed. Like, it, it altered our chances of getting in the playoffs, too. But I think even a bigger loss, in my eyes, the is Jets the game. loss against the Jets. Yeah. In my eyes, that is, that just that is the biggest loss of the year because, you know, you look at the Buffalo Bills and you're just like, hey, well, like, they could still make the playoffs. But then they go in to New York and they lose. And that's a team no – I don't think anyone expected the Steelers to go over there and lose. I really don't. The Jets haven't been very good at all this year. I don't think anyone in their right mind thought, hey, the Steelers are going to come over here and they're going to lose. But I don't know. I mean, obviously Jets fans probably well, thought they were going to win. Five going into that Buffalo game just after yeah, that. Yeah, but see, we still had playoff hopes alive. Even yeah, after that, I couple agree. of loss, lost because we loss. just had to win two out of the last three. So I was thinking, hey, you know, 
we're going to beat the Jets. Maybe that will give us some momentum going into Baltimore. But we ended up losing to the Jets, which really set us back. And I think it honestly just killed our spirit as a team. And that kind of affected a lot of the players going into the game at Baltimore. They knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. That probably made that game a little bit different. I mean, RG3 somehow <laughs> just, like, I don't know. I don't know how they won that game with all their backups in. It's just insane. Yeah. Um. So, looking at the Steelers statistically this year, 18 points per game. You scored, it, you scored under 300 points as a total points. 29 touchdowns. Um, third down percentage, you were 34, um, with your opponents being 36%. Um, passing, you weren't great, but that's understandable. You got Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges as your quarterback. Rushing, James Conner was hurt all year. That really kind of set you guys back. Jalen Samuels, he really did step up. Yeah. Though, and I think um, next year those guys will probably split reps, and it will. I think we'll have a pretty. You good ran a hundred, like almost a hundred less total plays than your opponents. And offensively, and that just shows the turnover. And, yes, yeah. yeah, that's definitely the turnovers because our defense is good, so I don't really think they're at fault for that. Um, you were at a yeah, you just wasn't great. I mean, offensively, you weren't great, but defense, you guys were just really impressive. I was just really well, and we weren't even really that impressive until we signed Minka. I think. Minka is he was and definitely a lot of a people gave you crap for that trade too. Like well, I remember, I even at at first was like, "Well, their season's already. You guys were zero and three, right? When you traded for him, yeah." And I was like, "Why would they trade for him? They don't. They're they're gonna like, especially I think they gave up their first two picks and ever. And the joke was, well, the Dolphins are gonna have the first pick and the second pick now because the Steelers don't have anybody. And then they really proved us wrong throughout this whole season. So well, Minka when. He got drafted to the Dolphins. He was probably one of the best DBs in college. So I honestly knew the potential was there. I knew he could. Well, everyone knew Minka was really good. It was just like, is this really going to turn around the season? And it did. Like, for a safety, you wouldn't think trading for a safety would turn around your season. But yeah. it did. It 100% well, did. And it's kind of weird to think about because I think almost signing him just gave us a new life on defense. It made us more confident in um, just almost every way defensively with our – our pass rush got better. Everything – it's just like everything changed once we signed him. Yeah, and I agree. It really did. And I wouldn't be surprised if we give Minka um, – what's it called? Uh, MVP of our team this year. Yeah, I probably would because it really was – changed everything. All right, so – you said that the Steelers should draft a quarterback in this yes. upcoming draft. You're not going to get Burrow. You're not going to get Herbert. And you're not going to get – maybe maybe you get Tua. Maybe if you guys go in the first round. Do you think you'll spend a first-round pick on the quarterback, though? I think it's the right way to go. But I don't think that our um, GM is going to want to go that way. I don't think you guys will because I, I don't think he wants the drama, especially because there is a lot of pressure in drafting a first-round quarterback. And you can ask me, when the Broncos drafted Paxton Lynch, it was like, we have to put Lynch. We have to see if he's any good. 
I've been looking at a little bit of mock drafts, and I've seen some with us drafting a running back in the first round. I've seen some with us drafting a linebacker. Actually, we don't even have a first-round pick as of right now. So I saw that for the second round because that's our first round. All right, I'm going to throw some names out there. Um, Jake Fromm, what if the Steelers drafted him? Um, I ha- I don't really watch a whole bunch of college football. so I All right, I'll, I'll let you know. Jake Fromm sucks. All right, okay. We don't want Jake Fromm. Jacob Eason, I remember I watched the game when he torched BYU, but other than that game, he wasn't great. He's projected to go rounds two for three. This website says Jamie Newman, and I'm pretty sure Jamie Newman transferred it. He's staying another year. He transferred to, I'm pretty sure he transferred to Georgia, so I'm not going to count him. Steven Montez from Colorado, he's projected to go two or four. Jordan Love from Utah State. Um, he had a really good junior year. He was actually a projected first round pick. Kind of had a rough senior year. Kind of had a rough season this year. I think. Sorry, I think had a really good sophomore year. Had a rough junior year. And projected to go rounds three of five. Um, James Morgan from Florida International is projected to go four of six. Out of all these guys, I think you should go with. I saw. I'm pretty just sure. to be a safe bet, I think you should take. If you're gonna take a quarterback, take him in the third or fourth round. And oh, this is tough. No, I saw a mock draft with us drafting. I believe it was James Morgan in the third or fourth round. I don't know if that was. I could see you drafting him. Um, he completed 58% of his passes for 2,560 yards with 14 TDs from Florida International, FIU. That's not great. I don't know if that's the name I saw. I he, it might have been a He's a big guy, 6'4", 213. Um, his projected 40 times is 4.7, so he's not that slow. Yeah. Well, I think if I were the Steelers... I really like this Steven Montez guy from Colorado. I think he's good, and I think he's a little underrated. Well, and I just, do think he'll slip. We just need someone in that will. Uh, he's fit, huge though. Fit Steve, our he's offense. huge. He's six five, two thirty five. He's a big guy. Um, well, that's what the Steelers do. I don't know. Like maybe you guys back. will pick Khalil Tate. I doubt it because he wasn't very good this year. Um, Nate Stanley, another big quarterback. Same with KJ Costello. From Stanford, another big quarterback. This is tough. And maybe, maybe you guys take this uh, guy from Michigan. Take the guy from Michigan State, Brian Lewerick. I'm definitely said that wrong, but I don't know. It will be interesting, honestly, because I think you're either going to take James Morgan or Stephen Montez. I think those are your two options if you take a quarterback in the late. Yeah, I I don't know. I really honestly just hope next year that we make the playoffs. I don't really care how we get there, but we just we need to make it back. I think you guys could. Your division will be really good. Well, over the last few years, I've just it's been really hard for me being a Steelers fan because we've made it to the playoffs three out of the last five years, and we've. Honestly, showed some promise, and then injuries have killed us. Um, 
we've gotten the Patriots have killed us. I mean that's been some that's been huge. Um and it's it's mostly just been injuries though. Bell has had injury problems when we would go to the playoffs and Brown had injury problems and we just honestly the goal for next year is just stay healthy, make the playoffs and stay healthy in the playoffs. And then who knows at that point. I think that's every team's goal. Just stay healthy. Especially well, the talented teams. Well, and that's the thing. Like, it's honestly, health, though, makes or breaks. It really does. Like, health you guys have been this health year. Health in our situation makes or breaks. Our if you guys have been this year, Titans don't make the playoffs. It's a different. It, it's a different. Well, the Titans don't make the playoffs. Well. They're, they went 9-7. and seven. we have been, I honestly think we go 11 and uh, eleven five. And there you go. That kicks off the chance. I really think it makes that big of a difference because the game against the forty ers we end up losing that game by uh four points. The game against the Seahawks, we end up losing that game by two points. Lost to Baltimore in overtime. Lost to Baltimore in overtime. I don't think you lose to the Browns in in Cleveland because Els Rudolph's infamous four interception team. Yes. So. And we don't lose to the Jets in New York. I don't I really don't think we lose to the Bills at home. Yeah, and it's just it, there you go. There it is. Eleven and five. There's three games. It's really that's like, actually four. There's twelve. Twelve and four. You guys still would have took second. Well, actually, yeah, you still would have took second because the Ravens. But we still would have that wild card spot. For yeah. Sure. And that kicks out the that kicks out the Titans, and there's no time. But I'm just gonna be straight up here. Even as a Steelers fan, we always seem to choke it in the playoffs. So well, you guys always seem to lose to the Patriots, but now with the Patriots dynasty, seem like it's towards the end. It could no, it could be a good, it could be a good stretch for us coming up if we can just get our offense going again and we can maintain our defense because we have such a young defense that they're starting to finally come along. And if we can just keep a lot of those people on our team, we're just we're gonna be really good defensive team. And it's honestly not going to be as good as, obviously, the steel curtain days. But it's going to be pretty close. I mean, Bud Dupree, everyone, I see all the stuff on Instagram after last season. And they're just like, oh, Bud Dupree's a bum. He hasn't done anything. And I think this year he really shut him up. He, I mean, TJ Watt had 14 and a half sacks. Bud Dupree was pretty close to him. I think he I believe he had twelve and a half sacks. And it's just our pass rush has been really hitting home lately. Your season make or breaks next year on how Ben plays. And that's just the truth. I believe so, that too. I really do. So um well thanks for coming on, Jared. Yeah, no problem. Um shout out to Anchor for how making this possible, for making this podcast possible. It's fun to do these things, especially with friends and well, th- once again, thanks again, Jared. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, thanks for listening to the Puzzles podcast. Why is it called Puzzles? That's the pu- that's the puzzle. Shout out to How I Met Your Mother for all- giving us that. And well, um, yeah, uh, that's it. Thanks.